You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello again. Here we are on the podcast, and this is an impromptu podcast. Didn't expect this one, but here we are. It's the one and only Joey Votto. How we doing? Good. I'm glad we got the got to fit this in. This is the first uh, one. We're doing it in a makeshift room. We're in Cleveland, by the way, folks. And this is the first uh, podcast I've done with a uh, urinal in the small room. There's that. How dare you? I'm, I'm a glad, human being. I'm glad that it. This is just audio here. So might be echoey, but we're going to go with what we got because when uh, the mighty Votto calls and says, yes, let's podcast, we podcast however we can. How has this experience been winding down this season? You've talked a lot about this, obviously, but for this audience, what's it been? Well, it's been it's been good because we've been playing winning, winning ball and we're scoreboard watching and... You know, I check the standings daily, check the wild card standings, and to play a game where you're doing the math and you're thinking, of course, about getting a win, but most importantly about getting like, um, I don't know, just like uh, uh, running that race against, what, four teams, three teams? Yeah. I think it's fun. And, you know, the, the, the Reds fans have turned out quickly this season, you know, um, and... We've given given them a fun, exciting style of ball, and we've given them, um, you know, possibly a team that could uh, could do something in, in the postseason. So we're playing towards that. That that is, you know, is it's been really exciting. This past Sunday was a a special day, and I was asked about uh, the game you had and the experience you had, and uh, I said, and everyone knows the possibilities, but that. It was special to you because it happened organically. wasn't a team planned event. Those people that showed up showed up organically. They stayed around to the end organically. They cheered organically. The standing ovation was all organic. Am I right in that regard? Yeah, that's what that's what had um, so much meaning to me. Um, it was unprompted. A message from me. A message from the team. Nothing along those lines. You know, we're thinking about uh, playing uh, postseason ball. And, you know, we're not thinking about uh, an isolated game where it could have meaning uh, for me personally as the individual player. And for the fans to, stand, you know, to acknowledge that unprompted, un, you know, un, unsolicited. You know, I, I don't know of many times I've seen that in my career, if at all. And yeah. for... You know, you go to, you know, players come to cities uh, and they get um, an acknowledgement. I remember when Sean Casey came back to town in Cincinnati and he got lots of love, probably the most of any returning player that I've seen. Um, and then times on the road where, where there's some there's some admiration or, or some respect and acknowledgement showed by the by the fans. But I've never seen anything quite like that. It reminds me a little bit in recent memory of of what the Phillies fans did for Trey Turner. Yeah, kind of kind of collectively shifting 
um, the relationship. Awesome, yeah, that was great, but was that, great. that was prompted by them, yeah. I'd imagine, through social media. Yeah. I don't know what what this was. I think the thing that stood out to me is the likely the people that showed up, the fans, the Reds fans that showed up were like oh, Reds fans. Yeah, big time. You know, so to me, that, that has special meaning. You know, I've been here for uh, 17 seasons, and I don't know if I'm going to be back next year, but... Um, that they acknowledged that meant a lot to me, and and they continued with it. It wasn't just a, a momentary um, hat tip and acknowledgement. You know, they they persisted. So, you know, what what am I gonna do? You know, I, I was I was um, I meant it when I was say I was I was humbled, and I think the definition of humble is like made to be feel small, something along those lines, and I felt small at that time because I've said this before. I, I just a, a a guy trying his very best to to be good at something and it just so happens I get a, a recognized for it and you know I I'm not you know in that moment you you're made to feel you're you feel special but you're not special you know so that's why I that humble word was appropriate for me and um, yeah it's it, you know it's um it was a great great moment in my life not my career, my life. So, you know, those moments, they're rare if ever. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that, uh, I, I got to soak it in, that yeah. I was able to soak it in and be present for it. So I, I thank everyone, you know, the feeling is mutual. You know, I, I listened to, um, uh, this, this fellow on YouTube all the time, Chael Sonnen. I'm a huge UFC fan. And he says he's, I love him. I think he's great because he just calls it as he sees it. He calls it the business. And he said something along the lines of, I was listening to his, him yesterday. He was talking about like a fighter thanking the fans and being like, being thankful for towards the fans and saying, you know, something kind of, um, what's the word? Something like the, 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 the sincere thanking and the thanking just almost as a um almost like you have to do it i guess it would be called um what's that word anyways i, I and i was thinking about like how i want to speak to the fans you know when you and i did did the post game interview and i i never want to um insult them yeah. you know i've 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 made tremendous money and i've done it all in a reds uniform and I've been able to have stretches where I could start cold and, and, and have the space because we weren't a strong club at times to be able to kind of gut it out. And some of the big markets would not allow, allow that sort of thing. And so, like, there's no question about it. I've been taking the whole time. You know, it's a very selfish experience, you know, yeah. collecting checks, collecting, collecting opportunities you know, and I'm the one getting lauded, you know, lots of, lots of, you know, sort of, you know, post-career and, you know, comparisons to other great players. And, you know, it's, it's all the time it's take, take, take. And I think often now about like, um, how important it is to, to give. So when I said what I said after the game, I, I think it was like important to be sincere. And I, 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 it, you know, I, I was sincere. I, I was thankful towards the fans and grateful and humbled and, um, 
you know, I didn't want to patronize. What's the word? Patronize? No. Anyways, the fans. I wanted to make sure I was sincere about it. I was. I truly was. You know, it's been a great experience. It's been a really great experience. Once again, that would happen organically. Uh, no one knew that you. Were, I was gonna who I was gonna talk to. I mean, TJ Freer had a great game. I would normally talk yeah. to him, but for you to recognize the situation and then for them to put it over the loudspeaker, which was the most important thing because it was a message to the fans. It, um, I just thought it was awesome. So I, I I think the fans appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know being over the loudspeaker. I didn't know if it was like one of those moments where there was expectation of like you know, I'm coming back or like, I'm done, you know, sort of thing. And I didn't think that I, I will without question speak that into existence when I'm done. You know, I will yeah. acknowledge it and thank people. And I, if I, if there's a, you know, a possibility that I come back, I will speak that also. I, I've tried really hard to communicate as well as I can to the fans, whether through uh, uh, print media or, or, you know, the post game stuff or in social. I try hard to communicate directly how I feel, what the experience feels like. So uh, I'll do that whenever I decide what's next sort of thing. And, and there's a real possibility that there is no next as far as with, with the Cincinnati team, with the, yeah. with the Reds, because, you know, we're seeing it firsthand. I mean, a, a lot of these guys are playing well. They needed bats. They're developing. So um, I can't speak for the future, but certainly, you know, you know, I'm watching these guys get better and needing playing time right in front of my eyes. You know, I'm hitting hitting behind Christian, and he's homering every day. You know, I'm I'm hitting in front of Marte, and he's hitting and playing good defense. Uh, Steer, you know, every day is as predictable predictable as can be. Uh, you know, and you just mentioned Matt, and there's plenty of guys. Ellie yesterday, so. You know, these guys need to play. This is the future right now of the yeah. team, and and these guys have a chance to. Um, have a chance to be um, a competitive team for a long time. So, you know, I, I whether it's uh, whether I fit in or I'm in the way, uh, we'll figure that out in the not too distant future. Do you know if you want to play regardless whether it's in a Reds uniform or not? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I it's almost every and I, I'm sincere about this. It's almost every day where I I wake up and I just get myself ready for that day's game because. I don't want to belabor, belabor this subject, but this shoulder injury was not cool. And, you know, in my head, in 2021, I was fifth in OPS. You know, I had a really good year. I had a really good year, and I, I basically had no spring training because of COVID. Yeah. And I need spring training. So I had a bit of a cold start, came back after breaking my thumb, basically did a spring training during that month when I broke my thumb. And... Uh, I was physically well. I would, yeah. you know, COVID took me a bit of time to overcome. And when I came back, I was perfect. And from that point on, I think I had like a, a thousand OPS basically yeah. throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. And it, I'm like, this is, I'm myself, I'm, I'm good. And then last year, you know, I, I couldn't play well at all. And I don't, I, you don't know where, I've said this before, where the injury begins and it, aging you know, uh, the two of them cross paths. Right. So, you know, the last couple of years I've been recovering from a major injury. Um, you know, I had a conversation with my mom about a month ago. I said, am I done? Should I be done? She goes, you know, you, you, you had a major surgery, Joey, like for you to come back from that and expect to perform how you were performing before is a bit real unrealistic. 
And so to, to answer your question, like getting up in the morning every day, I check in and I'm like, dude, we're going to make sure we give everything we can, make sure we perform as well as we can so we can, um, so we can evaluate whether or not you're a capable player for the upcoming season, which to me is like, I feel like I'm in, cause I feel good now. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in the kind of testing, the testing stage right now. So, you know, I know lots of players that come back for that one more year. I have a lot of support inside of the, the clubhouse as far as whether it's teammate or co- teammates or coaches telling me like, dude, you're good still sort of thing. But I know the feeling. I know the feeling of 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 playing, and and just kind of be, pen, be the level I want to play at in that like being pencil into lineup. Um, but it's also intimidating. I've never not done baseball, yeah. so the idea of like basically going out into the to the real world, right? You know, not this fantasy land is intimidating to me. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if if uh, there's some apprehension because of that. You know, which right. is which is real. So it's totally real. Yeah. So I I don't have an answer for you. Um, I I would like to play these next few games and try to perform well, and then just kind of evaluate. You know. So this is my perception. Tell me if I'm wrong. You can totally shoot me down. This, but this is just me speaking. That you you did have once you got past the thumb injury in 21, you have re- performed really well. Mm-hmm. The last two seasons, including this season, you've been injured. It's just. You don't want to make an excuse, but that it is what it is. You, I've watched nearly every at bat of your career. You just haven't been right. Having an off season, a full off season, no surgeries, just getting your body right. It just seems to me that you don't want to go out this way. Am I reading that correctly, or or totally shoot me down? That, that at least entered your mind, like you know what. I want to go out on my terms. I I think at, with an, a full off season. I can play next year. So I don't. I don't believe in off-season solving the problem. Um, I I believe the games that I've played since the most recent IL stint are more of an indicator of my uh, true talent level. Um, I'm not my. I'm not perfect in terms of health. Would an off-season of like strength training and, and continued physical therapy help? In all likelihood, yes. But. I think it's just I think it's more about how I feel on a daily basis with my swing, my lower half, the way my my I can read the balls, it's approaching the plate, what decisions I can make. You know, I I I shifted my style during that IL stint because the I wasn't able to move the bat fast enough with how my shoulder was preceding yeah. preceding this most recent one. It just I just was not fast enough. The style I was using before I couldn't, I couldn't time fastballs. I couldn't lay out breaking balls. I just was not fast enough. And so I just kind of went back to the style I used for a while with reading the ball as long as I possibly can, trying to drive the ball the other way, trying to hit line drives, staying inside the ball, being a tough out with two strikes, you know, kind of getting into that, like taking the deep waters with two strikes sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's been okay, but the, the, like, I can't tell if, if I, you know, I'm still not hitting a lot of line drives or home runs since coming back. I think I'm hitting closer to 200. I, I can't tell if that's a byproduct of not doing this style for a long time, the recovery, or if I'm just not good. And so, um, you know, this is not an appealing sale to <laughs> right now that I'm, I'm, but I'm not trying, I'm trying to be honest. Yeah. Um, would an off season help? Quite possibly, yes, but the game gets harder as you get older. 
There's no question about it. I just haven't had a healthy season in a couple of years, so I can't tell what place I'm in. Maybe it is exactly where I am right now. So, you know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I really, really would like to get to, you know, that last game in November <laughs> and then kind of just stop. I've, I, 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 it would be nice to stop. Yeah. So... I don't want to beat a dead horse. I got one more question on this subject. And sure. I, said, yeah, I would yeah. love to talk to you about uh, some funner things, more fun things, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, Reds have a, a team option on you next year. Mm -hmm. Whether they pick that up, I don't know. There's a buyout that's involved. Yeah. What would it take? Would you play for the Reds less than the team option? Now, I don't want to get into specific numbers. I'm not right. asking you that. Um, but would that be appealing to you you know when you're in those when you're in that position it's a it's a snap decision you know you're making that decision based on you you accumulate as much information as you can and it, and then you decide based on gut right you yeah know, it's like i'm i'm so i'm sentimental towards the reds you know i'm 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 connected in in all ways you know i was drafted by the reds and obviously played my major league career there's been moments like the other day where you can't, how, how can you not recognize the, the, the favor they've shown me? Yeah. Um, with that being said, there's also like um, a feeling of, um, you, you, it's hard to articulate that feeling of respect. You know, the relationship between, you know, the, the front office and ownership is different than, and the player is different than the fans and the player, of course. There's, no, not much to elaborate on that, but you know, I think that most players just want to feel respected. Yeah, and that's there's a correlation between you know the your salary and respect. Yeah, um, you know the other thing too, the opportunity. Like, if 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 it's if a picture is painted that I'm I'm not going to be able to play a lot. I'm I'm a, a mentor role slash pinch hit slash you know sometimes against right-handers, I, I would I would need to do some thinking sort of thing, yeah. you know, especially if there are opportunities out there where um, where I get to play. Because this is a hard thing for me to say out loud, but the truth is I, I'm first and foremost, um, uh, I'm first and foremost, like, um, not, not married, like, connected to the game my, my my motivation is is the game competition yeah you know like i do this in a reds uniform and i have a strong relationship as a cincinnati red with the cincinnati reds fans but first and foremost i i was a boy playing games in a variety of uniforms as a youth and a variety of minor league uniforms and and all under the umbrella as a cincinnati red but i was my relationship was to the game to competition, yeah. to the re re repeating, the, the opportunity to repeat competition on a daily basis. And I think the question is more about um, how much do I want to play? I think that's more of the question that I need to, that, that I want to answer at the end of the season. That's part of the reason why, which with each and every passing day, I try to play as hard as I possibly can. And I try to compete as well and, and, and see how good I am still to have an idea of what a full season looks like because I, I don't want to come back and 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 I, I don't want to I want to come back with the feeling of hope that's pretty much what's driven me my entire career the hope yeah. that I can do something cool 
and it's the reason why I, I think about it and pour over it. It's the reason why I, I, I you know, I don't want to say I, I, I do all the extra work because we work, but it's what I think about and it's what I try to problem solve. And that's the fun thing. So if I, if I'm still motivated to figure it out and I still think there's stuff left in the tank, then that's all part of the equation, especially if, if, you know, you know, especially if, if at bats are limited, plate appearances are limited here in Cincinnati. So, um, I would love to finish. There's the last thing I want to say about this. I said a lot of things about, I would love to play my entire career in one uniform, yeah. uniform. I would love to. It's, um, you know, I, I have my moments where I'd forego the, the, the opportunity to continue to play just to play in one uniform. And it's less about legacy. It's more about relationship. It's more about, I want to be able to come back with, you know, within the next X number of years and, and, and sit in the stands or sit in a suite or whatever, come back to the city and watch a championship and feel like I'm a part of it yeah, sort of thing. And once you put on another uniform, that changes it a little bit, just a little bit. It all depends on the relationship a player has with, with the team, but it changes it a little bit. And so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's where my head's at. But the most important thing to me is playing and playing well. And if I don't feel like I can play and play well, then, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm done. And that's a giant stay tuned to the news of the off season. It's going to be interesting. I hope you're making that decision in November. We'll, we'll find out. Oh yeah. I want to talk about some fun things. If that's cool. And we're, how are to... those answers too long? Huh? I get told I talk too much. I just this try to articulate. Podcast, though. That's true. This yeah. is perfect. This really? is the perfect forum. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've been you talking want... with buddies about like what I want to do after I'm done playing. One of my buddies want wow, like that's... wants to do a podcast. Really? And he, we were friends. We've been friends since we were seven and he is so much funnier than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. Well, that would be great. And he has a, he, we have, we have a variety of things that we like to talk about, but I feel like the, the podcast market is saturated. So it, it is, trust me. Yeah. I, <laughs> For a little regional podcast like this one, although yeah. we do pretty well. Everything's remember. regional. <laughs> not everything. I mean, Joe Rogan's pretty not international really, Yeah, but not, not everything, but close. You would be great. That would be terrific. Terrific. You'd have to put yourself out there, though. Not yeah. that you don't already. Yeah, I'm, appreh- I'm apprehensive about that. You have to have an opinion on everything. That's what I'm most scared about. Yeah. Because I and do have now, opinions. Yeah, nowadays, some of those opinions, uh, yeah, <laughs> people get all up and on. Yeah, they'd be bent out of shape over. Not too many. I'm pretty, I don't know. I would let other people have their opinions and do the listening. Uh, yeah, but no, you would be great. You would be terrific. Uh, I want to talk about some fun things. We're going to do that here. In just- hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? 
well. Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. All right, am I allowed to tell the people what you wanted me to do on that final home game? Uh, I don't remember. You said, hey. <laughs> you asked permission, and then you just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I can edit this out. We'll see. You said, hey, I want you to go on the air and say, Joey's retired. He's retiring. He told me to announce it. Put a fork in him. He's done. You wanted me to do this on TV. Uh, I think I, I thought it would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, been the, funny put, for the a put a fork in him would have been funny. Because <laughs> a lot of people would have been like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I know, but I would have gotten a lot of heat for that. Yeah, that's that's because what it would have been breaking me. news. That's what it would have. Jim Day's reporting: Joey Votto is retired, and I, I would have had to do a retraction and then the big like. Oh, I no. like I love watching people in uncomfortable places. <laughs> it's a yes, it's a I, passion of mine. I was like, my first thought was that would be awesome. It would be so funny. It would be funny, but I would have taken a lot of heat. Yeah. It didn't happen. Um, you've we had this. How much feedback have you gotten from this Mad Dog appearance? Oh, uh, quite a bit. Lots, lots of like on the street feedback. It was awesome. Yeah, it went viral. Am I allowed to tell the backstory? Of course. Okay, so we're on the team plane, and all of a sudden, you don't come to the back of the plane very often. Are you looking at time? We're good. Um, you don't come to the back of the plane very often. And all of a sudden, here comes Joey. And he says, Jim, do you have a moment? But you had kind of a serious look on your face. And everyone around was like, oh, what did Jim say? What did he do? Jim's being called to the principal's office. So we go up to the front of the plane. And then you explain this whole thing of what you wanted to do. And what you saw on with Mad Dog on High Heat. You were practicing on the plane to me. You were explaining it, but you were doing it animated. So everyone on the plane were standing in the back of first class, and the coaches are like, oh, my God, Joey Votto was, like, laying into Jim Day. What happened here? And it was hysterical, but that's what you do. You're, you get so locked in when you want to do something. You want to do it 1,000%. So I just thought it was awesome that you thought it out, memorized it. We practiced it a mm -hmm. few times. I played the role of Mad Dog and Lana, Alana. Um I just thought it was funny. It was, it was great being a part behind the scenes of that. And then to see how it came out was great. Yeah, it was. I, I reached out to you because I, I wanted someone that had not only experience, but also a sense of humor and a relationship <laughs> with possibly Chris. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I picked the right person and your feedback was great. And then the day of we practiced together, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or the day before, I can't remember, but maybe even both. And... Yeah, no, I had um, I had a good time. I, I had a good time. It turned out way better than I thought it would. And I think that that was a credit to Chris, actually, because yeah. he didn't interrupt. He recognized and what he it, took was it. going on. Yeah. He took it. And I think I, usually if I've, I've watched it a few times, and I almost always just sit and just stare at his face. 
because I cared. I care so much the reaction yeah. from him because I didn't want him to be insulted. Yeah. I didn't want him to be. Oh, you could tell he loved it. Well, momentarily he was aware. You know, his antennas yeah. were up. Yeah, but. He he, I, I hope he liked it. I hope he liked it. Oh no, I, he loved it because him talking about it afterwards, he loved it. Good, he loved it. Good, good, good. Yeah, it was a good time. It was it was kind of challenging to to do. Yeah, and it took a lot of uh, reps, and I was still competing at the time, so it was like all I was doing was competing <laughs> and and uh, and then and then doing the um, d- doing the memorization game. But I had fun. I had fun. Yeah, this social media thing. I remember it was a few spring trainings ago and you said you're on this podcast. You said, I'm thinking about getting on social media. I'm like, what <laughs> am I speaking to Joey Votto here? And not only did you get on social media, but you're a me- social media sensation. How much fun has this been? And again, you, if you're going to do something, you're all in, you do these video, you did videos that were just tremendously produced and well done. My favorite was you dancing at the Hollywood sign. I don't know if oh, that yeah. was. I, I mean that. I don't know why, but that is my favorite one. Thank you. Were you up on that hill, or was I that? Love, I love to hike. I love to go for hikes, and um, in any city I'm in, I'll usually, especially in the off, not during the season. I don't hike during the season, but in the off season, if I'm in a city, I'll I'll find the best trails or a trail that I haven't crossed. Yeah. And I haven't uh, trekked and. Um, uh, I think it was somewhere around the observatory Hollywood sign. I went out for a day and while I was out there, so I spent the off season, like learning how to like shuffle, like the shuffle dance. And I was, I was like, ah, oh, this is such a, I wanted to take a picture. And I sent, I took a video of me shuffling to my trainer who on yeah. a daily basis we would lift, you know, I was lifting. Yeah. And then when I would do my rest in between, I was throwing on like YouTubes of like shuffling, like how to shuffle basics, right? And so I put them on, I put them on and like learn it, learn it, learn it, and then get back to my work sort of thing. And so I was like, oh, how perfect the Hollywood sign. I'll send it to him. So I sent it to him. He got a kick out of it. And I kept the video and I was like, you know what? When we play the Los Angeles Dodgers, perfect. you know, if we win, it's if perfect. we win, yes. then I get to share this sort of thing. And, and you put W on there with you dancing yeah. with the Hollywood. I mean, it was perfect. It, yeah, was, it was so fun. subtle. But it was awesome. So that was my question: Was is you shot that yourself? That was of not course. someone yeah, I just, else. That was I just there. put it down on a on a on the ground and and propped a stone behind it. And there was like a few people walking through, and they were like, "What on earth is this guy doing? What is this fat guy doing?" You know, like, um, and um, yeah, no, uh, they they were, uh, I don't know, they were fun to do. And and as far as social, I've um. It's it's um it's fine. It's it's fine. It's fun, but it's I feel bad at times when I leave it, you know, because yeah. I'm I this is time and energy consuming this baseball thing. And there are times where like whether I'm hurt uh when I was on the aisle, I felt bad. Like the idea of posting things on social, like it kind of doesn't jibe with the momentum of me being on the field and uh, helping the team out. And uh, it's like, dude, what are you on social media? Or are you co- trying to come back sort of thing? So it's like yeah. there's a story you have to tell that kind of falls in line with, oh, he's back and he's performing well with the team. He's contributing and the team's winning. So that's when I feel like, okay, I can share something sort of thing. you know. I, and yeah. I try never to share things after losses. Because that's not a good look, and more importantly, I'm, I don't like to lose, you know. So, yeah. you know, 
Do you yeah. have a favorite? A favorite? Yeah. Video I love. I loved the bus driver. I was going to say thing. the school bus. I, it was so well done. Like I wanted to. I wanted it to like to paint a picture of like, hey, I'm done. I'm a bus driver, and I, and then I'm making trips, sharing pictures, and I'm wearing the gear. And then I loved the little video. Like I thought it was fun, and it was, and an it was awesome like a little video. mini story I was trying was to tell coming back tremendous. from the coming back from the injury, and you know, um, London Rose was the the actor that helped help during that, and uh, her and her family were present during during our little about an hour long shoot. Did you rent a bus? I don't think bus? I rented. It. I think I I I, Borrowed I think it? I rented it. I remember there was some. I don't remember specifically, yeah. um, but I, I, I loved it because it was. I thought it was a, a cute interaction. Like it was I, the dynamics. You know, I'm this big athlete, smaller person. I'm the bus driver supposed to be in yeah. charge. She's a student. You know, smaller. Yeah. You know, uh, she's like, "Hey, dude, get back to work." You know, sort of thing, and I'm like, oh, gulp. <laughs> you know, I was like trying to paint that picture, and um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a, a day or two before I came back, and uh, I thought it was fun. I had fun with it. I thought it was awesome. Thank it was you. well done. It was that's what I'm that's what I mean by if you're going to do it, you're going to be all in, and uh, it got a lot of play, and it was tremendous. I know you were very short on time. You only have a few minutes or minutes. I have to squeeze in another break real quick. We'll sure. be right. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Right back. All right, we're back with Joey Votto. We're squeezing in an impromptu uh, podcast, which I appreciate, by the way. Uh, but you got to get on the field. Um, I, I, have, uh, I have not asked you about... Uh, I, I love the tattoo you have on your arm. Yeah. It is so We've chatted cool. about it before. I don't think so. Not on this podcast. Really? I don't think we have. You may have I with someone swear. else. No, I could swear. Uh, okay. No, I don't think we have. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, can you just tell the listeners what it is? And how, it has to be the mo so much meaning to you because your whole life has been baseball. Uh, and um, just what that tattoo means to you. Well, <clears throat> my, my father and I, uh, started playing catch together when I was about nine years old, eight years old, and he wanted be a, me to be a pitcher. And so call it from nine to 13, I threw every day. And at about 13 years old, you know, he would get into a crouch and I would throw to him and I started throwing harder. I started getting bigger. And at about 13 years old, my elbow, st elbow started to hurt. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't throw as uh, hard as I wanted to. I couldn't throw as consistently as I wanted to. So I just paused, and I started hitting, and um, I did that every day, you know, for years, and it just, um, you know, it just brings me back to, you know, when I was eight, for example, after the years of hitting, and working on defense, working on being a position player, 
you know, we tried to pitch again at 17, 18 years old. And I tried to throw and it just wasn't there. And I was really developing as a hitter. And it was like a bad idea to start the pitching process again. And so it represents my relationship with my father. It represents the abstract of like, not disappointment, but just like, um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like that th there was a sadness. It was like a, there was like a morning when, when I stopped playing catch with him because it was yeah. so consistent Yeah. and his hopes were so tied to our time together. I mean, the image is you and your dad playing catch. Just yeah. To give the of listeners course. a, a yeah, yeah. Forgive yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, so it's an, it's, um, it's faceless. My father's face is, is facing towards me and you can see not my face, but you can see, um, just, uh, almost like not a stick figure, but, a a, a silhouette of, of me throwing. And, um, y you know, it's, it's, it's very dreamlike. You can't, you can't tell, there's no like reality to it. There's no like, you know, you can't tell who is who, but I know who is who. And, uh, you know, my father passed away f over 15 years ago and, uh, that relationship that we had, that was probably the best um, of our relationship. That was the most memorable. That was yeah. the strongest connection. That was the lightest moments. And, you know, I, I wanted to get something to acknowledge that. And, uh, so, you know, I put it on my arm. I love it. I think it's tremendous. Yeah. It's um, really well done too. It is. You went, I went to Brazil, to Brazil uh, to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you find that like w with artists it's really difficult to find exactly what you want so i yeah. had to do some traveling for it wow now you would talk to, i don't know where you talked about this maybe you and i had a conversation i don't know but i wrote it into my phone because it was so meaningful to me during your first game back a white butterfly landed on your shoulder yeah yeah when we, when when i buried my father uh, when we uh you know buried my father um there was like two or three white butterflies floating around you know he just died so i was in a state of shock yeah. i wasn't seeing seeing anything you yeah know? And uh, <clears throat> so uh, when I returned the f very first game or the first couple games back, a white butterfly landed on my arm. And every time I see one, it reminds me of, of him, of course. And there's a butterfly inside of the image, the tattoo. So, yeah, it was, it, I thought it was really well crazy, done. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I don't memorable. know. That, that, like, touches my heart. And when I first heard about it, it almost made me cry because uh, I lost my dad long, long time ago. I was in my 20s mm -hmm. when I lost my dad. So it was a, it's a very emotional thing. It's a tough thing to, to deal with the, the, the time that you miss with your, your dad. So it, it just really, really touched me, man. I mean, that's, and the fact that you have that as part of the tattoo, I think is great. Yeah, I, I, I once heard a, qu a quote or a saying, it was like, uh, a man, uh, you don't become a man until you lose your father or you become a father. And that made sense to me. You know, yeah. you know, after I lost my father, I felt like I didn't feel like a man until yeah. I felt like a man after I lost my father. Well, Cause, that's interesting. Because, you know, after after yeah. before that, I still had to answer to him. Yeah. And after I lost him, I had no one to answer. It still to this day. You know, it's funny. The other day, anticipating the last game in Cincinnati, you know, in Cincinnati, again, not sure if it will be, but I really started getting nostalgic. You know, I would go I went back to my house after games and there are times where I was like thinking about, holy go crowd holy cow this might be you know the last uh last few games i play as a as a red at the home ballpark and 
And it's funny, the thing that I started thinking about was my father. Like, I didn't think about, you know, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's almost like in some ways I've been in this, like, I've been in this baseball thing. Every year is the same, you know, it's like the same routine of season and a little rest then training and season and rest and training. And it's like I had that pause moment kind of clicked in and reminded me of like, you know, I don't want to say I've, I, I feel like I've more I've done plenty of mourning, but it just like that transition reminded me of my, losing my father. And so yeah. like, yeah, I was, I was emotional thinking about him. It's, I don't know how it, how it moved that way, but it certainly did. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That's natural. That's human nature. Uh, I know you got to go. I know I got to turn you loose. I thank you for this. I thank you for everything. I hope this is not the last time you're ever on this podcast. It might be if you start your own podcast, then you'll put this little old thing behind you. But uh, that just th- thank you for yeah. everything. I don't, I don't know if it's the end is the Red Spire. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's going to be yours and others' decisions, but uh, it's been a fun ride. You've been perfect for what I do, and I there have been moments along the way that have... Uh, gone semi-viral which will be great as long as you keep moving forward it's only gonna get better i can't wait for uh the next group of guys the next group of personalities it's only gonna get better and these guys are fun talented great great personalities so this team is in such good hands i mean every day I, i mean every day you see them get better you see them grow more as men and um want want to do it as a team you know, it's, 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 it, you know, you're going to have your hands full in, yeah. the, in the best of ways. I hope so. Th- thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope that, uh, this is not the last time you're on this podcast, whether you're in a Reds uniform or whatever you're doing. Sounds good. You're whatever welcome. you're going to do, you, you're going to, whatever you want to do, you're going to do people. Someone asked me the other day, what do you think he's going to do in the future? I'm like, whatever he wants. Well, seriously, whatever he wants, like, cause you'll put your mind to it. And if you want to be the prime minister of Canada, you'll be the prime minister of Canada. Oh, so whatever you figure, whatever you want to do, I, I, that's what I said. He'll he'll just figure it out and do it. So it's just up to him. So I all the confidence in the world that you're going to do something big wow. in the future. Appreciate it, Jim. How generous. Thank you. <laughs> I mean it. I'm serious. You're you're that good, and you you put the time in to do it. So, all right, turning you loose. That is the one and only Joey Votto here on the Jim Day podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you on down the road. 